0: Trading podcast in my ears, guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer no room for any less. Listen now.
1: Good morning and happy day after uh, the Baltimore Ravens get bounced out of the playoffs. I was rooting for the I was rooting. For the Ravens, uh, I think Lamar is tremendous. If you haven't watched a comedian named uh, Stavi, S-T-A-A-V-Y, uh, just Google him. He is fantastic. He does a uh, a character named Ronnie, uh, who works at AutoZone. Uh, and he, he basically, he's become huge in the Baltimore Ravens stuff. But uh, I am not happy about seeing the Kansas City Chiefs in another Super Bowl. Um, but... And I wanted the Detroit Lions to win. So I went 0 for 2 this weekend. Not a good weekend for me if I were sports betting. But I don't sports bet. I actually trade stocks. I changed. My, my sports betting has gone uh, the the wayside. And now I, I do Webull. And I love the Webull app. I mean, I get sports betting. I I get the rush. The rush of betting uh, in my Webull app. I put 1000 bucks in there last year. I'm up to 4250 So... Eh, pretty good. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I do i I do trade in that one pretty often. I don't you know do large trades again. I think I'm fully invested at this point. I think I have like three dollars of cash in there. Um, my other accounts I have plenty more cash. Well, you know, where are we in the markets? well? Yeah, see, you've got a button hook here going on. You can see kind of half circle. Uh, if you want more information on button hook and what these things mean, I put this in the paid newsletter this weekend. We hit the lower end of the Bollinger Band. What did that mean? Oh, we hit the top end of the Bollinger Band. If you're interested in the newsletter, the newsletter is right here, dailystockpick.substack.com. Uh, it is free during the week. So you get all of the charts, everything that I post, uh, it is free during the week. On the weekends, I do a paid section, uh, and it's education series right now. You got four parts in the education series. I think anybody tuning into me that doesn't know what a button hook is, doesn't know what a Bollinger Band, may want to know about the MACD, may want to know why I chose the four-hour time frame, which time frames I like for day trading, swing trading, investing, blah, blah, blah. The paid newsletter is where you get all that information. It's nice, easy, consistent. You don't have to listen to hours. Even though I tell everybody on this podcast everything you need to know, the paid newsletter has a little bit more, a little bit more in detail, and you can go back and read it. That's the big thing uh, without spending hours. So where are we? I think we probably start to make a little move down. We're slightly extended. We're uh, touching the the confirmation here on the nine day. Uh, we still have confirmation on this four hour. Your RSI is at sixty five. Your MACD is starting to cross down. Algorithm still has you in. Um, and this is our Super Bowl week, so we've got three big earnings reports that I'll kind of go over, uh, and, and we'll go over some of the charts here in a second. One thing that I was looking for, uh, looking at is China. I know I've been telling po- folks don't invest in China. Evergrand, which is the largest uh, real estate portion, they just got approved to declare bankruptcy. Um that's huge. Uh think about our housing crisis in 2007-2008 uh and all of the d- the 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 destruction that was done to the markets during that time where uh you know uh, Jim Cramer said yeah, Bear Stearns, they're fine. No problem. Yeah, that was on a Thursday. By Sunday, they were completely liquidated, completely worthless. Um, all of those, those, char, those, those companies went, went down. Here's a good article from Seeking Alpha. Everything that you know, uh, everything that you need to know, MCHI, FXI, KWeb web all of these symbols are, uh, are, are affected. You can read that article right there. One other thing that I saw Mike Santoli going over this morning that I thought was interesting. He mentioned this uh, ETF QAL, which is the iShares Quality Factor ETF. Uh, I want you to notice this chart. I'll put the chart in the newsletter. Um, QAL has outperformed RSP. Now, RSP is an equal weighted ETF of the P 500. Uh, this is. Qualshare's USA Quality Factor focuses on quality stocks, the quality of what's going in there. We'll look at the holdings, but I want you to notice QAL is up 26% over one year, whereas the equal weight is up 6.49%. We can select a symbol and you know what? We'll just go with the Qs uh, since I'm kind of investing in the Qs a lot here. You can see the queues are up 45%. So QAL doesn't even do that, but it's an actively managed, my understanding is it's actively managed. If we go over here and we look at the holdings, um, you can see NVIDIA, Visa, Microsoft, Apple, MasterCard, Meta, all quality names, kind of Phillips, which is in the energy sector. Um, the QAL if we go down we look at its uh, its profile uh, an exchange traded fund by BlackRock the fund is managed by BlackRock fund advisors they invest in public equities of the United States. The fund invests in stocks and companies operating across diversified sectors. Um, the fund seeks to track the performance of USA se- uh, sector neutral quality index by uh, using representative sampling technique. Uh, I shares. I have no idea what that means. No idea what this does. But the quality holdings of it, they're solid. I mean, the holdings are fantastic. Here's the dividend growth history. Look at that growth uh, on dividends. Um, the quality against the S and P 500. You can see it's it's beaten the S and P 500 over nine months. Over one year, it's up over the S and P 500. Didn't beat the Qs. Didn't beat the Q's. Uh Risk. Um, number of holdings 129 assets in the top 10, 38% turnover, 58% of these stocks turnover in this this thing. That's why I say it's probably actively managed in that you're in and out of that 52 week range. you're at your absolute high, 15246. So that that's just another ETF to show you. Um, this weekend's um, this weekend's uh, paid newsletter focused on divergence. Um, you can see here uh, divergence, Y four hour time frame from the algo. What other time frames do I use? I thought it was interesting, but um, this Trend Spider chart shows you divergence between SPY and QQQ in the last part of yet, uh, Friday's trading. Kind of interesting. Um, I did not beat any of the indices on Friday, but I thought this chart, I'll include it in the newsletter. I like that chart. I like that chart a lot. Earnings this week, uh, I got an economic calendar that I will put in the newsletter from Webull. Again, if you don't have the Webull app, they, they do so good about just alerting you stuff. And it's all free. It's all free. It comes as an alert to me because I have the Webull app. Uh, I don't know if you have to have an account, but throw some money in there. It's fun to trade. Um, economic calendar from Webull said Microsoft, Apple, and Google. Uh, we have major economic events. The Jolt's opening on 130, uh for December. Uh, we do have a rate, a Fed uh, meeting, rate decision on uh, Wednesday, 131, the Fed press conference on 131, ISM manufacturing on Thursday, non-farm uh, non farm payrolls, and uh, unemployment rate for January. Um, it's just a weekly one, and that's all on th- uh, Friday, I think. But, or oh, I'm sorry, the Friday unemployment rate is uh, for all of January. It's the first Friday of the, the new month, so it's 2-2. But earnings this week, Microsoft, Apple, Meta, Google, Amazon, Chevron, more. This article gets you prepared for everything. SoFi beat. Uh, this is an article from yesterday. SoFi beat, and they're they are up. Let's see. Let's go and look at SoFi. I think it's about ten percent, eleven percent in the pre market. SoFi is up sixteen percent. Remember, I said the ten dollar stock. Well, it's at $8.84. That is all the way up at this range. You're coming to cover this gap up to $9.57 probably. Um, They said they will be uh, profitable um, in the first quarter. So just understand that. Tomorrow, we have Alphabet. We have Microsoft tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, we have Boeing. Should be a nightmare of a a report. Thursday, we have Meta and Amazon and Apple. Um, And then on Friday, you've got Chevron and Exxon before the bell. So that's it. Uh, nice earnings article from Seeking Alpha. If you wanted to to look at that one, um, Biden. We talked about Intel, Intel on Friday, and how it. I listen. You know the hubris, the hubris. Uh, my Jim Cramer impression. Look at the two candles. Um, you're down at 43. Uh, the algorithm got you out with a 10 percent loss. I was got in at about 48.85. Am I out yet? No. And why am I not out? Because I put $25,000 into this. It is in a retirement account. I could have gotten out when it got to 50. The learning that I had, that I journaled this weekend was, when it got to 50, and I thought maybe that's extended, and it was up here at 51, I shouldn't have held on for for another couple hundred bucks. I should have gotten out with the profit and said, you know, before earnings, I don't know what the earnings are going to say. I did read the tea leaves, but the reaction to the market was what I didn't know. And so uh, Intel, there's a couple of things that came out over the weekend. Specifically, Biden said to announce billions in chip subsidies for Intel, Taiwan, Semi and others. Uh, hold on one second. Hey, get down. Sorry about that. Um, but yes, Biden said to announce that. Is that providing a bump to Intel right now? No. I mean, it, you know, you would have thought it would have bumped it. But 0.18, again, it's priced in the market. That's it. Uh, what's interesting is there's another article, and it's this is an analyst. Uh, the risk of being everything to ever anyone, and this is from uh, January 28th, which I think was yeah, it was yesterday. It was posted in Seeking Alpha, uh, and this is a kind of you know a, a harsh view of Intel and and exactly why Intel. I said it on Friday, and, and Friday's newsletter is is it time for SOXS. Um, The the inverse, Um, you can look at this. I do not believe Intel a very um, compelling risk reward profile currently. The recent post earnings sell off is likely to continue grinding Intel down in the short term. The article about Biden is what's holding this up. It's not, you know, you're not popping because there's no real pop. The only uh, thing that that article did was stop it from going down to 41 to the 200 day. Now, as it goes down, and it gets under the 200-day. My my thesis is you could buy this one. Why am I holding? I just think some type of announcement maybe brings this one up. Um, the twenty-five thousand dollar. It could be a long-term play. I just don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. But the catalysts are gone. So that's kind of my thing. Is I'm just I'm not exactly sure about what 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 could go on here. Um, I'm holding it, but this week's main one is going to be AMD. AMD's got their earnings coming up. Uh, I think it's, um, let's see, it is January 30th, tomorrow. Tomorrow, after the bell, AMD reports. Um, It's got kind of a button hook, nothing too large to say, oh my God, I've got to get out of my positions. This is absolutely priced to perfection. Absolutely priced to perfection, so I would be a little bit careful of this one. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is one that I've got a gain on that's as big, probably bigger than Intel. Um, I don't know exactly how much I own of AMD, but I do own quite a lot because anytime it got under a hundred, I was just adding to this one. Um, so but Intel, this is a great, if you invested in Intel with me, it's a great analyst article to take a look at because it does, it points out ARM, it points out Apple, it points out um, Taiwan Semi, it points out AMD, it points out everything that you need to know about Intel and the risks that are there. Um, this is an interesting one because I, when you compare it, uh, I, I just hit comparison in Seeking Alpha when I was looking at Intel. And what I noticed was this, Um, Qualcomm over one year, uh, Qualcomm's in the core portfolio uh, is up 12%. Intel is up 45%. Micron is up 40%. But AMD, which is not in the core portfolio, is up 135%. So it's clear, as far as chips goes, I haven't necessarily um, been looking at the, the the core portfolio. It does have NVIDIA, but I picked Qualcomm instead of AMD because I thought AMD was just number two. AMD's just killing it. And I do own AMD. And I tell everybody that. I own AMD. Uh, if you want to look at the industry ranked of these, uh, Intel is at 15. Qualcomm is at 13. Texas Instruments is uh, 32. Micron is 8. Uh, AMD is 12. So you can see the valuation of AMD is F. Again, Seeking Alpha allows you to look at all of the peers in a nice formatted way. Um, so that's that's an interesting one. Um, let's take a look at uh, this one, Amazon. We're going to take a look at Amazon because Amazon has earnings coming up. Um, which article is this? Do, 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 do. Uh, let me see which article is this. New Comparison. Do, do, do. That is the Intel one. Okay, I'm on I'm on track. I'm on track. But Amazon, uh, the only mega cap tech name reporting this week that hasn't made all-time highs. I've been saying Amazon is a good buy because it hasn't made all-time highs. Um, it's the only one reporting this week that hasn't made all-time highs. And I've pointed it out many times. Now you got a button hook here. Clear button hook. Algorithm hasn't gotten you out MACD seems to be crossing down. The RSI is down a downward trend. It's in no man's land at 56. If we go and we look at a long term of Amazon, you'll see uh, Amazon's all-time highs were here in, uh, oh, this is Apple. Why am I looking at Apple? Here's Amazon. Uh, the Yeah, the button hook's on Apple. I was going to say, I didn't think Amazon had a button hook. We're still strong on Amazon. Amazon here, uh, buy in at 152. I think anything under 160 at this point before earnings is a solid buy. You can see the, the MACD is crossed up. It, it's a little bit low, um, lower than it was on this move that took place back in November. Um, the RSI, this was oversold down here. It got quickly oversold down to 28. Right now... You're at 67, so you're you're slightly almost oversold. Their their earnings are on Wednesday, February 1st or Thursday. I'm not sure which one that is. But if we look at a weekly and we look at this one, the all-time highs are here, Uh, 186. Take a look at the. This was an interesting one because the divergence. I I took a look at this Uh, divergence this week. This is a sample of what's in the paid newsletter from this weekend. Divergence. Look at that Amazon divergence between the price action on the weekly and the RSI. You were making all-time highs here. You were moving in an all-time high direction. Meanwhile, the RSI was saying, hey, there's a sell-off. Uh, there's sellers. The, str- the Even though the price was going higher, people were selling because the relative strength index was going down. The MACD was going down. This was clear that this was going to happen, and that's what I wanted to point out to people in the history was, hey, there was divergence. If you didn't notice it and you didn't see it, maybe you stuck it out like I did. I stuck it out. We had a couple of pops here which were super, super positive. They were buying opportunities to get in um, even though it was uh, lower lower lows um, and, and lower highs, it was still a buying opportunity. We're up there. We're above the 200-day, the 50-days moving positive. Again, Amazon is the only big cap tech that has not moved. It has not made. It's all gone back to its all-time highs. So I think this one goes back to all-time highs. You can do what you want. I think Andy Jassy is doing a great job up there. Um, but yeah, Amazon is the only one. Uh, Shea Boulard, who I am a fan of on Twitter, and you should absolutely be following. Semiconductors are the foundation of the digital economy, which is a path to becoming a $1 trillion market cap by 2030. Uh, The semiconductor ecosystem is complicated, but here's my simplification of my favorite companies within the space. This is an unbelievable—if you don't understand chips, if you're just throwing money in, uh, just understand— uh, that, that you've got to get into it, th- this thread. This thread is just a a, a kind of it's a dummy overview. A- and that's what I am. I'm a dummy. I didn't know half this stuff. And I love this thread. I really, really like You can see I retweeted it. I thought it was an absolute masterclass in chips, how to invest in them, which ones you want to own versus others. Like you can own AMD, Qualcomm, NVIDIA, Marvel and uh, Broadcom. But why don't you own IBM? Why don't you own Apple? Why don't you own Google? Why don't you own Tesla? Uh, why don't you own Meta? Why don't you own Amazon? Uh, and the design arm Synopsys. Um, yeah, I mean own own some of these other stocks in the chip sector because the chip sector is like uh, like Shay says, it's driving the digital economy. I thought this 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 particular one was just a masterclass. And how to invest in different areas. Um, Now, Mike sent me this over the weekend. He said, hey, this is a good one for your paid newsletter. I don't think it's, you know, I told told Mike, this is a great one for the free newsletter. Um, Part of what I want to bring you guys is not just the education uh, in the paid newsletter, but it's the understanding this stuff. This is on the triple levered ETFs. What are geared ETPs? And these are uh, exchange traded products. That's what it is. Exchange traded products versus uh, including exchange traded funds. So commodity pools and exchange traded notes are a popular way to invest. This is TQQQ. This is uh, SQQQ. This is uh, all of the levered ETFs that I include in when you sign up for TrendSpider. That's included in it. One thing I wanted to bring up is that on 111, I bought QQQM and QQQ. I made it very clear what I was doing. I bought QQQ on 111. Uh, I just looked in pre-market before I, um in, in my thing. So it's Friday's close. It's not the pre-market. But in Friday's close, my QQQQ that I bought on 111 is up 5%, okay? My TQQQ, you would think a triple levered ETF that was up, Uh, that was bought on the same day as QQQ would be up 15% if I'm up 5%. No, it is up 10%. Because remember, and this article is just a a masterclass in understanding these products that are levered. They are levered on a daily basis, not a long-term basis. So you're not making three times your money in TQQQ by holding it for a long period of time. Now, I do, I I completely say you should be leveraging and using these products to trade with, but I don't say you should own these. I typically try and own these for less than a week, 111, I've been holding it for 18 days. Uh, It hasn't made sense for me to sell it. I mean, honestly, I probably should have sold it up here at 57, we're at 55 right now, you're up 0.29% in pre-market. Probably should take my 10% and be happy with it. Eh, algorithm hasn't told me to get out. So I'm sitting here in this one. Macd's crossing over. Uh, the, the RSI is at 63. Maybe it's time to, to get out and do that. But you're in the Super Bowl of, of earnings week. So you could get big moves up, big moves down this week. That's what, what this the, 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 these levered ETFs are for, is to try and make sure that you're levered in and you can make some money. Now, it also means you can lose money. So if you're in these, if you're even trading these, I urge you, I will put this in the newsletter. Thank you, Mike, for putting it, uh, giving it to me. But here's the things to consider. Uh, and remember, don't listen to a douche on the internet. I'm just a, go- a douche on the internet. Uh, there's a great article. Have I mentioned SMCI before? Catching the AI wave, why Supermicro is still a smart investment. It looks at how uh, SMCI is actually undervalued. It looks at it against NVIDIA. Um, it looks at it for a price to sales multiple. It looks at a bunch of things like uh, IBM and Dell and Hewlett Packard. Why those companies, um, you know, you should look at those companies because they may be undervalued as well. Um, so, the conclusion for investors who want to get into the AI sector, I wholeheartedly recommend Supermicro as a starting point. I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with his uh, overall thesis. Uh, this one has earnings. Remember, they pre announced earnings. So, their earnings are coming up this week. I think it's, yeah, um, it is today post market. Yep, today post market. We will hear them talk more about the earnings. Uh, It is up 1% at 479 right now in pre-market. It was up like 3%. Um, It's an interesting one. I don't know that you play this before earnings. We're seeing a little bit of a button hook here. You've got a gap here between 312 and 341. Big time gap. Uh, I would say any kind of talk on the uh, conference call about limited supply, uh, about shrinking margins anything of that causes this macd to turn over that rsi is 76 here's my strategy and this is this is 100% my strategy i own this in my brokerage account now it has become such a large position in my brokerage account that i can't sell it because i it will cause a tax event so i've got to start trimming it in my uh in my account now I, kn- I didn't expect this one to move, but I agree it is an undervalued AI play. I think this one probably gets to 500 on this phone call if we get some type of great news about chip supply, about future guidance, about everything of that sort. I think this one um, gets moved to the 500 level, but that doesn't mean it's not – the RSI is at 76. The MACD is up here at 41 over the oscillator. You can see the gap was huge on that oscillator. Um, I just I would not buy into this right now. But my plan is to start trimming in the uh, in the por- uh, in my brokerage portfolio and add it to my uh, retirement portfolio. Because if this was in my retirement portfolio right now, I would probably have taken profits on half of this. Remember, I bought this at about 200. Um, that's when I started to get into this one. So it's an interesting, I think it was even one that uh, a listener had brought up to me. That was huge because this one, it's just enormous. I mean, if you look at a weekly on this one, it's a straight trend up, line down, uh, straight. I mean, look at this. If you had just bought this, um, you know, say at the beginning of last year in January, it was an $83 stock. You're up 484%. Okay. What's 10,000 times 484%? That would be 48,400. Yeah. Just to give you an idea of how much money I probably made in that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big, big, big move. And it's undervalued. So I, I, I'd urge you to try and figure out a strategy around that one. It's a good one. So far, uh, they missed on their earnings per share. But – They beat on their revenue. Plus, they said they will be a gap uh, positive uh, cash flow. Uh, It is up 16, 15.22%. For anybody that got into this one, kudos. Kudos. Uh, Absolute kudos. Chris, uh, he bought SoFi last week. He's up. I mean, kudos. I said it's a $10 stock. Was I putting my money where my mouth is? No. This isn't my kind of investment. I mean, I like trading it, but I'll trade it on a shorter time frame, not a four-hour. Algorithm got you in at $7.78. Uh, $7. Right now in pre-market, you're trading $8.79, so you got a buck. That's a big move on a $7 stock. You got a buck, and it's up 15%. I would expect it to get more because you know why? Look at that MACD. It's just starting. You're going to get some, some buyers in here to probably push you up. Let's see, let's let's pull the volume shelves back to the last time that it traded um, and, and it popped up on earnings. Look at this one. This is the last time it traded and it popped up on earnings. Where are you at as far as the volume goes? You've got this shelf right here at 855. Where are you trading right now? 880. If this one's able to build this volume shelf right here out to this area, I think you start to see a move back up Uh, I think you start to see this $10 come back into range. I think that you've got this $9 to $9.55 gap. I think you've got that within range right now. So, SoFi, uh, solid mover. Let's look at some of the biggest movers of the day. Um, Conicline Phillips. This is, uh, well, biggest stock gainers. SoFi demonstrated year-over-year uh, year growth of approximately 35% driven by expansion. Biggest stock losers. Um, this is the Konakai Philips, which is a uh, biotech, it looks like. Um, the firm reported 7% year-over-year year loss, as well as 3% decline. Looking ahead, Philips expects a 3 to 5% increase in comparable sales. Um, the free cash flow from Philips activity ranged between, it's a European one, Ryanair, Shares fell 3% revised its full year stuff. I mean, airlines, you trade airlines. You don't own them. You just don't own them. Uh, the, so there's the biggest movement. Let's go over some social requests. Sam. Uh, Sam from the Facebook group. I probably should bring this up. Uh, let's look at Facebook and we'll go into the – the. it's a private Facebook group. Um, and the reason it's private is just because you get too much spam to actually manage in a public Facebook group, I get tons of spam even in this one. That's a private Facebook group. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's bullish on the Chiefs. <laughs> I was pulling for another one. Uh, I mentioned Amazon. There's the generates here, Sam's comment. Uh, what are your thoughts on how to play Amazon during earnings? It's been good to me. But I'm holding two different positions in the stock, one in a brokerage and the other in a Roth IRA and split between the actual stock and AMZU, which by the way, AMZU, solid play. I mean, we, we've had a great run on AMZU uh, since November. This is a one and a half times shared uh, bull leveraged stock. Remember, this is one and a half times by day. So this is not something that you hold on to for a long period of time. It's not worth it because it's just a daily trading um, 1.5 share. So it's not something to hold on to. But again, if if you bought this when the algorithm told you down here, you had a nice 13% gain. If you're still holding on to this, you got 27% over 90 days. 27% solid Uh, from the algorithm has you in AMZU at 2713. You're at 2891. Amazon, I kind of went over. It's the big cap tech that hasn't, uh, hasn't really hit all time highs again. How are you trading this? I mean, in my mind, I haven't sold a lot of Amazon. I haven't trimmed it. I haven't sold it. Uh, I bought more when it was down here below 100. Uh, I bought more on this dip when it got down to 130. Um, I, I've simply added to it. Do I expect them to, to have great earnings? I kind of do. I mean, let me see if I can pull this uh, volume back to, uh, let's pull it back to its all-time highs. Uh, if I can grab it, there we go. These are the all-time highs here. So where are people holding they're holding up here between 164 and 170. That's where I think you're going. I mean, people will start. There, there will be some selling pressure when you get up there. But Amazon's just one of those Sam that I, I, I just don't sell. Um, and, and you can look at my response here to Sam. Uh, solid trade on AMZU. I will go over it on Monday. Uh, of the grade eight, this is the one that I think uh, does this best over the next year. I touched on it today, but the upside now that Jassy has a couple of years under his belt is solid. He's quietly cut costs, increased revenues, and has an eye on increasing margins, product offerings. I think the ad business by itself adds ten dollars to the stock. Um, but I'll do more charting and views on it on Monday. Uh, after you know, this is. I mean, they added an ad tier. They're running ads. It's a it's an election year. You don't think that these guys are going to clean up on ads? So I, I'd, I'm holding it. Doesn't mean you don't come back down to the 200-day at 130, 140. But Sam, that's how you build generational wealth and long-term wealth. You find a company that's kicking ass in AI, that's kicking ass in the consumer division, um, that that's Amazon Web Services. You know, Meta is, is running an open-source AI model, large language model. Guess what? You got to get either Google Cloud, you got to get Amazon Web Services, you got to run that in the cloud. So I think that that service alone is is going for AI. Then you add in that they're putting AI into all their stuff. This is a company you don't trade; you own it. You add to it, and that that's my my solid solid uh, guidance on that one. Uh, Mullen Automotive. Um, this was an interesting one that was posted. Uh, it's an article. Um, yeah, this, this is, uh, canoe, uh, that's from another, another one, G O V E. Yeah. So it if, you our Reddit group, uh, if I go to Reddit, let me see if I can go to Reddit and show this because let's see, let's log in, uh, I'll log in. Do, do, do. No, I don't want, do I want relative T? I don't think this is one that I want. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Um, this one may not be the... Let's see. Let's search Daily Stock. Oh, you know what? I can go to the link tree. Why am I doing this? I can go to the link tree. I, I, I'm i not even following my own thing. Uh, go to the link tree and we will find Reddit, um, which is... Sign up for Venmo Daily Stock Pick Reddit Community. I'm getting traffic over here that I just don't know about. Uh, not financial advice, past performance, but thoughts on target when rate cuts start. Um, Yeah, the clowns. Mullen Automotive. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Mullen Automotive. This is the one I want to read. Uh, following wedge on Mullen, high risk reward. I believe Wall Street got the ticker wrong. Commercial EV is a $1 trillion market with 12 Kager on 2030 in infancy stage. Only competition is bright drop, uh, valued at $15 billion. Stock has been diluted to hell to occur current outstanding. Mullen is one that, that Joe has traded. um, and, and it's one that I've said, hey, I don't think you own this one. I think you trade it. Uh, and I don't even know who, who beginning job, I think, is the, the username. That's not a stock that you hold. And it's kind of like Intel, um, you know, in a sense. Wall Street doesn't get stocks wrong. Uh, if Wall Street gets stocks wrong, you wouldn't have this fall. Uh, if, if all of a sudden Mullen comes out and they're making money, and and there's things that, that they can do to uh you know turn a profit, then yeah, the stock has a rebound. But they're losing nine hundred and sixty-four million dollars. Uh they have a ton of money on hand. Uh well, I'm sorry, not a ton. Let's see. What's twenty-six times five point eight million? Is one hundred and fifty million, eight hundred thousand. Yeah. They have hundred and fifty million dollars on hand. And they're losing nine hundred and sixty-four million. You're gonna get diluted again, and and so that's why I say Mullen is a, a decent one to trade because when you look at this, um, it's got volatility. You get some volume spikes uh, on, on on a shorter time frame. Now the four-hour algorithm certainly doesn't work because you lose hundred percent over two years if you bought and held. You lose a hundred percent if you bought and held you lose 99% on the four-hour. Now, the 65-minute algorithm that I provide, which just uses an eight-day EMA, this one, over eight months, you lose 99%. You lose 50% if you use the algorithm to get in or out. The problem is, all of this stock is just a downward-trending stock. You can't make money on a downward-trending stock uh, long-term. So even though you think, Muller, you know, the Wall Street got it wrong. I think Wall Street got it wrong with Intel. I think Intel's a fifty dollars stock easily, but Wall Street says no. They don't care. It, it's not that 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 you know the, the the thesis is wrong. It may be a huge business, but the stock price doesn't lie. The chart doesn't lie. That's why I mix fundamentals with technicals because even if the fundamentals and I don't get me wrong. There is no way I think the fundamentals in Mullen are wrong. This is a company that is absolutely going bankrupt, 100% going bankrupt. Uh, and they're just diluting people because people seem to think that we're in this for the long term. The only thing that will happen to Mullen is some t- type of short, ter- uh, short squeeze. But with them diluting you and having so many shares out in the market, you're never going to get a short squeeze. So I would say stay away from it, but I will put this caveat. Trade it. Just trade it. Um Chris from the newsletter asked me about GCT. This is Giga Cloud. Um, he mentions $20 to $26, it's bowling with bumpers. <laughs> um, yeah, this I mean, this is just this has been a solid look at this. I mean, somebody asked me about this, and it might have been Chris. Um You could have traded this. It seems to be double-topping around 26. Um, But Giga Cloud Technologies, this is one that I think it's still losing money, if I'm not mistaken. No, they're making money. The PE is 14. This is a software company. Um, Giga Cloud Technologies, we can look at it over here in Seeking Alpha. I think it's a sell, I think the valuation, um, let's see, GCT. Even though it's got, only got a four, 14 uh, PE, uh, Giga Cloud Technologies. I think this one's a little, yeah, strong buy. I mean, shit, I may get into this one. Ranked number one out of six in uh, in their category, which is, um, let's see, quant rating. Dis, dis, distributors? Giga Cloud Technology. Uh, let's see what they do. Let's scroll down on Finviz. Um no insiders are selling. Giga specializes in global end-to-end business to business electronic e-commerce for large parcel merchandise. The firm's B2B e-commerce platform which refers to as Gigacloud marketplace integrates everything from so it's like an Amazon. Payments, messaging, products leveraging, but it's big parcel. So it's not, you know, consumer facing, it's big parcel. Uh market cap of 1 billion dollars. Not huge. Nothing amazing. Uh, 52-week range between $4.79. $26. Yeah. I mean, again, $26 you're bumping up. The target price from analysts is $24. Take that with a grain of salt. Nobody covers this. Nobody covers this. Year-to-date, you're up 40%. Performance for the year, you're up 343% over one year. Earnings per share this year are up 241%. Price to sales 1.78. It's not crazy. Price to book, uh 4.08. Uh price to ca- cash, 4.83. They have plenty of cash on hand. There's no problem with this one. Uh I, I think yeah, I agree with you, Chris. It's bowling with bumpers. If I saw this one down at you know, 19 and, and, and it was 24, yeah, look at this. The MACD just crossed up. You're probably going for a second run. Are you gonna make it past that $26? I don't know. You're at twenty five thirty eight. Uh, That's where you're trading right now. So it's an interesting one. Uh, um, Yeah. Brandon from Twitter. uh, Select quote. Let's look at select quote. Now, if you're old like me, select quote is uh, SLQT. This is one... Operates as a technology-enabled direct-to-consumer distribution platform that provides consumers with transparent and convenient venue to shop for complex senior health, life, auto, and home insurance policies. The company operates through the following segments. Senior healthcare. It's, listen, I'm senior. I'm 53. Select quote is, is part of the, uh, the the ads that get sole, uh, sh- shown to me for long-term healthcare, long-term life insurance. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not interested in this. The, the long term of this one uh, looks horrible. I mean, look at that chart. The only thing worse than this is Mullen. <laughs> uh, you lose 34% on the four-hour algorithm. Loses it, which um, Buying and holding two years ago, you lose 82%. We can look at uh, SLQT and, um, and, and Finviz. Select quote, they're losing $47 million. Name an insurance company that is actually losing money. This is one. Um, their average target price three dollars. You're trading at one. Take that with a grain of salt because nobody covers this one in 2023 at all. Your 52 rig range is between 77 cents and 2.94 dollars uh, You're down 13 percent. Your date, Brandon? No, no. I'm not. I'm not in this. In the, you know, with Travelers Insurance um, and with Berkshire going up so much, why would I do that? Why would I do that? I no. No, not my thing. Uh, Let's see. Willing from um, uh, Spotify wants me to look at SQQQ. uh, And let me read his note. SQQQ for a bounce to 13 or TQQ for more downside as it appears to be button hooking on the daily chart. We went over TQQQ. Absolutely. I think it's button hooking. This one's button hooking on the bottom. This one got you in with a 13, uh, 42 got you out. So this one doesn't have you in yet. Um, and these are old notes. I'm just going to remove all annotations. Um, so here you have the MACD that's crossing up a little bit, hasn't crossed up, probably gets you in the next day or so, and it is below the oscillator. So it's, you know, good time to buy the RSI is at 35. Here's my caveat willing. And I said this when I was looking at T- uh, TQQQ, you're in the Super Bowl of, um, of earnings, and that's what's going to push the cues. So if you believe that earnings will be bad, that you know these things are priced to perfection, that Intel, everything that was in the market, uh, Intel said. There was nothing that was surprising of Intel other than some of their guidance. Now, it, And it wasn't guidance that was like crazy down. It was just, you know, okay guidance. But it's priced to perfection with the run that it's been on. SQQQ has been on a run to the downside, just like TQQQ has been on a run on the upside. You're down over the 90, last 94 days, which takes you back to you know November, uh, the end of October. Um, yeah, 94 days, you're down 46%. So is it something that I'm rushing to get into? No. No. Doesn't have confirmation. Sitting down points at almost 1% today. Uh, there's no rush. You know, I, the, the, everybody calls for a pullback. I had a friend text me a an article that said World War III is coming, that everybody should get out of the markets. Um, she has texted this to me probably for the last six months. Well, where are we for the last six months? Did you get out of the market because World War III is coming? If you did, you missed out on some pretty hefty uh, gains. So that's my thing: is don't listen to a, a lot of the 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 naysayers that say, "Hey, this market is going down. Hey, it's wet priced way too above." If you're losing sleep at night, get out. If if you're not losing sleep at night, my my argument is stay in. Make sure that you leverage. Make sure that your portfolio is managed correctly. But there's no reason to rush into SQQQ right now. Uh, I don't look at these things as timing them. I look at them as, you know, this one at 13.36, I wouldn't have gotten in until 13.76 because you didn't have confirmation. Now that 13.76, if you had traded it and waited for the confirmation, you know, over 10, 10, uh, seven days, maybe you got 2%. It's a solid move. I get really uncomfortable in SQQQ, just so you know, I get super uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. Uh, another person on, um, on Reddit, uh, asked me, G O E V is my current moonshot. Fingers crossed, but do not degen on this one. This is not a YOLO situation. USPS only bought six vans for now to catalyst, but a slight one. Here's the article. I'll include this. This is electric takes. This is an EV, um, newsletter. And, uh, let's go and look at, you know, G O E V. I think it's canoe. G O V V. Yeah. Canoe. I really like their designs. I really like their actual production models. Um, nobody's ordering these. It, it is 100% a moonshot. This is exactly like Mullen. This is the, the. I mean, look at Mullen and look at this one. Is EV coming in? Here's what you have to worry about with EVs in particular, is that if the Republicans get any type of um, a gain, if they gain the presidency, we know um you know they're not fans of evs they're not fans of moving stuff to evs i i am not uh not not suggesting that you get into this there's no confirmation on the long term i would say trade it and disembodiment uh from uh from reddit and reddit has some pretty interesting names by the way uh yeah i would not get into this one bullish bites from uh from Seeking Alpha. Airbnb for the next podcast. It has a cross up last week. I missed the trade. I love the founder. Considered a VC superstar. Bezos owns a ton of it. Conservative PE for such a progressive company. So here, here's my take on Airbnb. And this is, I, I, I kind of agree that this one in particular, I'm not a super fan of, um, Buying and holding, I would rather buy it around 110, 120, where that, you know, if we bring this to the highs here, we'll just bring it to the recent highs, which was November 2021. Um, This is where the volume shelf is. This is where most people are holding it. And if you're holding it down here, fine. If you're holding it up here, you're asking people to pay higher prices for this. Um, I'm not a big believer in this because I have several hosts who have said, hey, it's just harder to, to make money on Airbnb and they're on VRBO. Uh, it's easily copied. The PE is 18. Yes, the forward PE is 34. So with their growth expectations, um, it's actually a fairly expensive stock. Average target price, 136. And this is covered fairly heavily. In fact, the most recent one, BMO, they said it's priced at 134. You're at 149. Now, if we go over to Seeking Alpha, let's just go over here and we'll go to Seeking Alpha um, to try and look at Airbnb. I think their valuation is an F, if I remember correctly. Um, But we'll take a look. Airbnb. Oh, stop. I don't want that. Um, Yeah, it's a hold. Hold. Valuation is an F. Um, It's ranked 8 out of 37 in their uh, consumer discretionary, Um, you know, I would uh, trip.com i mean there's a, so many more uh, res- uh travel stocks that you could buy um that you know Air- Airbnb's down here at 8 i the valuation is f you look at trip.com their valuation is b their growth is a plus profitability c plus trip.com is a, it, it's a great stock I, my only problem and i i agree with you the founder is fantastic i think he's got some uh, you know some great ideas if they implement those ideas into Airbnb, I think it's a good one. I, I just, you know, I'd, I'd rather have you wait for some type of catalyst to push it up to 170 rather than have you buy at this high high rate. Now, the algorithm makes you 49% versus buying and holding makes you 4%. The algorithm has you in at 138. If you're in at 138, great. I mean, what would have been even better is when you bought at 118 down back here in November. I think you trade this one. I don't think you own it. I don't think this is the moonshot that everybody thinks that it is. Uh, scans. So if I didn't get to, if you didn't hear uh, and you requested one, I have it uh, in in probably tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to go over, let's see, we've got, I've got my notes, uh, TDG and CVX, IBM, what do you think of Duos Technologies, Deck uh, Palantir and bullet bites asked me for infosys as well. So I put those just because this episode is going to be way too long. If I start going into it now scans for, uh, scans for today. Uh, let me get back down to Shopify. Shopify has been one. I've been pounding the table on this one. I still haven't gotten out. Uh, algorithm has you back. It's a, another cross. You can see the MACD is just crossing right down here. Doesn't mean get out, Uh, RSI is a little bit oversold. Their earnings are coming up next week, February 12th. This one, I mean, I mean, you know, it's a pre-market earnings, so it's a good one. Uh, core portfolio again, Walmart is one that has a cross up. I've been telling you down at 158 that it was going to fill this gap, um, all the way down here at 159, 158. I said, buy it 152. I said, it's a solid buy. Uh, this one doesn't dip below the 200 day very often. This one's covering the gap up to 168. You just got another MACD cross up. So the RSI quickly moving down. Um, you know, you've got solid, solid gains in this one. Their earnings are coming out February 16th, so next week. Um, one of the ETFs, KNG, which is a uh, S&P dividend aristocrats, kind of an interesting one. You know, just got above the 200 day. So it's an interesting one. Pays a nice dividend, I think, of like seven, eight percent uh, DRN, which is the real estate bull. You can remember we got a cross up on the DRV. I can go and look at that one, but this one's under the 200 day. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Under the oscillator on the, uh, the, the MACD it's just over the 200 day. You don't have confirmation in pre-market and I'm sorry, the market right now you're down 0.54, but if you go to DRV, uh, and you look, we got this cross up, I think late last week, early last week, somewhere around there uh, let's see. come on, run trend spider, uh, 3563, but we had another cross up up here. So your choice. If you want, if you want the bear one, uh, if you want the bull one, wherever you think that it's going, that's the great thing about X L R E. This might be the, you know, D R N, uh, and X L R E both bullish, both bullish. You know, the real estate sector has pulled back a little bit, uh, solid, solid one, uh, toast T O S T. I had this one requested a little bit ago. Uh, B I T O, by the way, Bitcoin ETFs. I'm going to create that. I'll, I'll include that. Uh, create a ETF list in um, TrendSpider for you to follow. But Toast, T O S T, seventeen eighty four. This is probably a twenty dollars stock. To be honest with you. I you know the only problem with Toast is the the um the the, the valuation so but T O S T is a solid one uh, G B T C we talked about G- uh, Bitcoin G B T C this one has seen its outflows the 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 cost on this is crazy I would rather you own uh Bitcoin but you can't own Bitcoin in uh, retirement accounts I think you can in some places but Fidelity may allow you to but oh look Gronkowski is promoting Fanduel. <laughs> he's got his FanDuel shirt on on CNBC, but God, he's a big man, and he's shrunk down since playing days too. But thirty-seven fifty on GBTC. Um, dollar Tree has an interesting one. DLTR. Uh, this is one that probably rebounds a little bit. Um, dollar Tree's been doing well. I mean, again, if you got in at that one hundred dollar price point, you're up thirty percent. This one gapped up a little bit uh, today. For some reason, it's up two percent. Their earnings are coming up February twenty seventh. They just had their earnings on November twenty eighth. So you know, hey, it's dipped down a little bit, coming back fifty days, still moving positive. You're just at the you had your golden cross here. You made a nice move there. If you got in at the golden cross, let's just say, and again in the educational series I go over golden cross, let's just say you got in at the golden cross. That's a nice twelve percent move just on the golden cross. And if you got out. Uh, During the death cross here, let's just say you got out during the death cross. That saved you um, 60%? Let's see. Uh, I'm sorry, 27%. 27%. So just death cross and stuff like that. Again, remember the newsletter. It's got divergence, golden cross, death cross, Bollinger Bands, how to handle all that stuff. So if some of this stuff doesn't make sense, just look at that. I've got all of the the scans in... um, in the, the newsletter. And the newsletter is free, so sign up for the newsletter. If you like what I do, uh, here is the Trendspider offer. You can sign up. After you sign up, use the code DSP25 for 25% off. After you sign up, uh, you just email me. And and that fourteen eighty eight price, again, if you snoozed on the $700 price uh, last week, yeah, you missed it out. But you can still get 25%. And remember, every day you wait, you probably lose money based on this one. But uh, yeah, there will be another sale on this one. Uh, Seeking Alpha. Seeking Alpha, fantastic plan. You save $25. dollars It's a am sorry, a $50 off coupon. If you want Seeking Alpha Premium, that's the level right here. Uh, they're offering me the upgrade to Pro. I can get it for $2,400 a year. It's Pro Content and Newsletter Short Ideas Portal VIP Service you get basically that's hand holding from seeking alpha. Uh, I would not suggest that one, just my thing, but if you're a pro trader, absolutely get up there if you're making you know huge trades. I think that's a benefit for you. Uh, but you get the $50 off seeking alpha premium if you click on that one. Alpha picks. This is the uh the picks. Um this is you know 24% versus 74% uh, their, their performance, look, alpha picks 85% versus the S and P 20. If you want to know all about it, you can hit click that link and you can do the about section, uh, their portfolio laid out. You can do it when they picked it. You can do it by uh return. Uh, you can see SMCI 400%, MHO 250%. You, th- these guys, basically when they pick one, they send it to you. Uh, they send you a complete like PepsiCo. Why it went in. You get this article and you get the reasons they picked it. And that's why I'm saying this is worth $100 a year is because this is an absolute fantastic uh, way to learn about why people get into stocks, why they buy it, how they buy it, when they buy it. You mix this with TrendSpider and you can start to see when they buy actually buy them. So, And you can look at the charts. We can look at Pepsi uh, when it went in. Let's see, Pepsi is part of the core portfolio. Uh, I absolutely think this is a stock that you should own, especially down here at 166, 167. If we go over here and we look at when they, uh, they bought it, let's see, um, refresh your portfolio with, let's see, when did they buy it? Back to analysis. Um, picked up, they bought Pepsi on 116. Let's see, 116, doo, 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 the 16th. They bought it right there. So they've got some different algorithm than I do. Kind of traded, just capitulating. It is capitulating. It's above the the nine day. So my expectation is you fill this gap to 169, you're trading at 168. Eh, this is more of a buy and hold. But they give you absolute reasons why you should pick it up. Um... Yeah, I like that service. I really like that service a lot. Uh, Webull, We talked about Webull in the beginning. I think it's solid. I mean, you know, trading platform. Put a thousand bucks in there. Uh, it's it takes the place of my sports betting. And like I said, I went zero for two. This weekend, so I would have lost a lot of money on sports betting had I not done it. But I'm making money on the um, on Webull. Uh, Daily Stock Big newsletter. You can sign up for that Patreon. Um, remember, Daily Stock Big newsletter it has three levels of tiers. It's the free one. Uh, there's the paid version for $120 a year, or there's the founding members for $400. This allows you to schedule. Uh, There is an additional charge to schedule, but it allows you to schedule a one-hour meeting with me if you want one-on-one kind of um, just to talk about stuff. Like I said, if you're having girl girlfriend problems, I'm here for you. If you have to know where to sit in the lunch table, um, not to get beaten up during uh you know in the cafeteria during lunch hour, yeah, I'm there for you. Um, Visible service, twenty dollars off your first month of service. Um, I think it's twenty dollars a month for the next two years, so you get your first month of service free. Um, ATT refer a friend. All of this stuff. If you want to gift me because you purchased uh, SMCI when I said, yeah, Venmo, PayPal, uh, anything, Cash App, whatever. Uh, Webull app, sign up for Venmo. If you don't have Venmo, you can sign up. Again, I'm just a boomer, so sign up for Venmo. Um, Yeah, Reddit community, all the private stuff. Uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I believe I'm um, tomorrow there it will be one day this week I probably won't do a podcast I'll still do a newsletter but I probably won't do a podcast but either way I will talk to you Happy later
0: morning, bye years yeah.